This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. It's 5.38. You're listening to the Evening Edition with Lynn and Sherrod. And now for today on Twitter, very excited for this topic. So am I, actually. Very invested in it. Um, Okay, let, let us tell you what it's about. The question today is, do we not value local food highly enough? Okay, so this comes from a tweet via Carol Yong, who says, um, well, attaching a beautiful picture of a plate of nasi lemak, a very full plate, I have to say, lots of proteins. Um, Carol says, I chose this 30 ringgit nasi lemak over dishes like pasta carbonara and seafood aglio olio. Why? Look at that. Seven individually made components, nasi, sambal, ayam, udang, bilis, kacang, telur. That's work that easily takes two hours. Carbonara takes 15 minutes. Let's value our heritage. Um, she also added that the chicken has to be marinated for at least a few hours, K, and you have to peel the eggshells too. Oh my God, so much work. Yeah, well, so this is it, right? So why is it that people are paying so much money for something that is very uncomplicated, uh, but is attached to or ha- has the cachet of something foreign and therefore exotic and perhaps better because it's foreign. I mean, all those things we know. Uh, and I think a lot of us could actually do uh, and get into exactly what Carol is saying. But when it comes to putting down the money, something else kicks in, I think, with a lot of us. So, okay, before we get into the, the local foreign debate, which is a rich one, and I think there's a lot to mine, let's talk firstly about how do you value, okay, what do you look for when things go above 30 ringgit? Because I think different people look at different things, right? Carol is referring here to the amount of work, the marinating of the chicken, the frying of it separately, the cooking of the rice, all these different things. Um, but I think some people, if I had to guess, would go based on protein. Um, how much protein they think is there. Um, Other people might go, I I don't know, there are just a few different ways that people gauge. And I'm choosing an arbitrary amount because Carol went with 30. And I think 30 for most people is when it crosses from um, everyday plate, everyday lunch into, oh, this this has gotten a little pricey. Yeah, so the protein thing is very interesting because, yes, people value proteins over vegetables or tofu or mushrooms. But depending on how it's prepared, something might actually uh, take a long time to make. So, for instance, kimchi is just cabbage, but it's... Could be months of fermentation, yes. right? Um, what else? I mean, soya sauce. I mean, this humble black sauce that comes with everything could be, you know, 10 years old, 20 years old, 100 years old. I'm learning all this because I watched Chef table, Chef's Table <laughs> yes. last time. I, no, I John can't tell. <laughs> John yeah, Quan, yeah. the Buddhist nun who cooks, right? And so the question of complexity really in some ways depends in part. I mean, your recognition of complexity in part depends on your understanding of food and food preparation and, pro- uh, and produce. Now, and the most obvious thing is, of, you know, is the chicken and the beef and the wagyu beef that everybody will pay, you know, 20 more ringgit, five times more than normal beef and so on. But food is is a complicated business if you want to get at quality so 
if we look at the the tweets in response to Carol Yong's original. 30 ringgit for nasi lemak is better than 30 ringgit for aglio olio. Uh, Hajar says, 30 ringgit aglio olio is the scam we don't talk often enough about. You only need garlic and chilli flakes. It's actually one step above Maggie. Nasi lemak, now that is real work. Any shortcut is going to affect the end result. Um, Ikram, meanwhile, says, Western cuisine has a lot more profit margins and energy efficiency than traditional Asian cuisine, which is a shame because people don't seem to mind paying premium for Western food, but are super calculative when it comes to Asian traditional cuisine. And actually, I think that there's something to examine there because I wonder how much of this has to do with the feeling of I can make it at home or I grew up eating it because that I think is also part of the devaluing. Yeah, it's uh, I can make it at home or I've always gone down to the pasar, to the, the coffee shop to get something like uh, curry me, right? So how can something that I associate with a particular you know time of my life suddenly now cost 30 ringgit that used to be uh, you know, seven ringgit in the in the coffee shop, and that I think is also part of the psyche, right? So I think it's it's something about how local foods need a kind of campaign around them, uh, not uh, not just in the sense of you know breaking this association, so that we do see when in fact it comes and it deserves more than seven ringgit, because the the problem could be that down the line we might so devalue local food and not pay for it that it might disappear that people will not make take the effort to make this stuff because why would you when you can make much simpler food and then earn so much more of it taking the effort is interesting because we also have Demoiselle Dien who says, eh, nasi lemak is one of the simplest dishes to make. Leh. Most of the work is cooking sambal. The rest is just put rice in rice cooker, leave eggs to boil, fry kacang and ikan bilis, cut cucumbers. And I, I think that this you is... You didn't actually add leh. That was actually that, that, in the message. The leh was in the message. I never add Lays and laughs for no reason. But I think that this is an interesting message partly because... Most of the work is cooking sambal, but that's also what most people value in a good nasi lemak. I mean, of course, the nasi, I, I don't want to get into this. We've done a lot of debating of nasi lemak on the show, but uh, I think that a lot of people look for a really good and flavorful sambal. So when we say most of the work is cooking sambal, that's still more work than making aglio olio. Yeah, and also simplicity itself um, shouldn't be tagged to uh, the price, right? So something... Balance, I think, is also very important when you have enough sambal. Yes, the rice cooked in, in santan and all that, much, all those things. So I think when you get a good nasi lemak, it will express all those different values and processes and and trade-offs that you make when you present a dish. The, the, then it goes back to, again, your wallet and your psyche and what you think. You know, it's like, how did we get to a situation where we have to pay for water, for instance, right? I mean, it was just, at one point, it was a huge debate in society, you know, why are we paying for water? But I, I think that um, it's very unfortunate that local food suffers from a lack of respect in the most, in the crudest form, which is that we're willing to pay good money for good for good quality food. I think about this, uh, so we're talking about nasi lemak, but I actually think about this a lot for, uh, when it comes to kueh. Um, because if you look at the premiums that we're willing to pay on your your bubble teas or your imported desserts, I mean Asian desserts, but still imported desserts, um, in comparison to the work of making like a really good nyonya kueh, I, sometimes it makes me sad because I, I feel as if we just... We just expect to pay less for local food is what it comes down to, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's uh, it's habit. It's um, 
and I don't think necessarily it's a lack of respect. It's it's what we've come accustomed to and what we think is, you know, deserves. Because the foreign comes with the tag of exotic and so on and forth, right? And I, I think it's even Asian versus, versus Western, the idea that somehow Asian food should be cheaper. Why? It's not not always clear, is it? Mm. So we are talking today about a tweet that highlighted a choice of 30 ringgit nasi lemak over dishes like, say, pasta carbonara. And that has us asking, it's a few different questions, okay? So firstly, if a menu item goes above 30 bucks, how do you decide what you're going to pick? Is, is it based on your mood of the day? Is it based on the protein? Is it based on preparation? But also, do you think we don't place enough value on local food? And what is, in your experience, the most labour-intensive local dish to make? That number to call is double seven double three two nine hundred. Send a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899 and tweet us at BFM Radio. Bunkus for Makan, BFM. 89.9, The Business Station. BFM 89.9, it's 5.51. The question is, it's a few different things, right? So it came from a tweet that highlighted um, someone choosing a 30 ringgit nasi lemak over dishes like, say, pasta carbonara or seafood aglio olio. Um, Carol Yong then goes on to make the argument that it has to do with the individually prepared components and, uh, you know, the fact that it's made... It needs, we need to value our heritage. So we're asking a few different things in relation to this. Firstly, because the 30 ringgit mark came up, um, when something costs 30 ringgit and up in a restaurant, how do you decide whether to order it or not, right? Is it based on just your mood of the day? Is it based on the preparation? Is it because of the protein? Uh, but we're also asking, do you think we don't place enough value on local food? And what do you think is the most labour-intensive local dish to make? Uh, again, if you'd like, you can call double seven double three two nine hundred. Send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899 and tweet us at PFM Radio. So uh, let's see, a few different points coming through. Irfan firstly says, if it's above 30 ringgit, I would pick the menu which my family would never cook at home in a million years. So ramen, wagyu pizza, foie gras. So I pay for the palatal experience because nasi lemak is nasi lemak, regardless of its price. I can get the best one for just five ringgit maybe. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, it goes back to that whole thing, what you can't you cook at home, uh, your familiarity with nasi lemak, the uh, Irfan's uh, un, uh, resistance to the idea that they could be lesser iterations of nasi lemak. Are all nasi lemak created equal? Made equal? Well, there's that. But the other thing is, I think, um, Irfan, that I'm on your side with the I would never make it at home. Uh, that is often a thing for me. And um, in line with that, I've never made nasi lemak at home. I theoretically can. I cook. Um, but the idea of I don't know, chopping so many things, buying so many things, maybe because these aren't my pantry items, um, I'd rather pay. I'd rather just pay outside. Yeah, but so coming back to this, you know, because what I think is involved in the psychology, if I was a restaurant and I was trying to sell nasi lemak for 30 ringgit, what would I have to do? Would I have to do essentially what Carol Young describes inadvertently, that you have to kind of pile the plate with so many things to compensate for the psychology? Because the cup, the person selling carbonara or agli olio, you know, as you call it, you know, mikosong, you know, with a few flakes and nice oil, 
it doesn't have to work hard for the 30 ringgit, but the nasi lemak has to work hard, either in terms of the variety of things on the plate or the amount. So, so you kind of compensate for that psychological barrier in people's heads or in their minds, rather, you know. So in order to kind of say, well, it is worth it because there's so much going on. Speaking of so much going on, we have um, some specific dishes being named. Let's start with uh, this voice note. Hey there, Arvin here. I will take a $30 nasi krabu anytime over a $30 nasi lemak because nasi krabu also has so many elements with the chili and the, and the coconut and the solo and the chicken and the, the uh, salad that they make for it and the rice that is so amazing. I think nasi krabu is a dish that does not get enough recognition. Arvin, thank you. Uh, I, I see where you're coming from. I always think that way actually about nasi krabu. Yeah, again, but here it is, it's about value, because we're talking about value for money, right? What will you be willing to pay for? Sharad, let me tell you what it actually is for me. It's, I'm not going to chop all that. So you know what, yeah, it's a lot this to me. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody, uh, in fact, it's probably a team of people slaving over uh, all that mincing and dicing. And- it's like loicha. Um, if you break down the ingredients of loicha, it's all vegetables, um, it's rice, it's some peanuts, but you know, I'm not going to do it. I'm just not going to sit at home and chop all of this up and make the tea. And and the grinding, the yes, grinding exactly. is okay. So, but the question is, so he's making a he's he's pitted nasi lama against nasi karabu as a as an option, right? But the, at the end of the day, the the issue is he's still willing to pay that thirty ringgit. And that's fine because that's the, that essentially that was the challenge. Are we willing if we recognize the value of something or the skill or the labor that it took to to make something? But the question is, why is it that agi olio? Without skill, labour, a variety of ingredients can still command 30 ringgit. No, that's a good point. Um, so in all fairness, the original tweet said seafood, alio olio. But again, if you cook and you therefore know the price of said seafood that they're throwing in there, you know, squid rings and like some prawns, then the 30 ringgit still doesn't necessarily add up, especially if you're thinking about effort, right? Uh, we have another voice note that's just come in. Hi, I'm Shazwan here. Um, I agree with Sharad. I think what we look when we uh, pay more for uh, the food is actually the quality. Because we can differentiate between uh, a bluefin tuna and our uh, tuna that we can get here in our local market. We can uh, differentiate between wagyu and our normal steak. So. I don't really think there is a difference between local or foreign, but it's just solely quality. Shazwan, thank you. Um, although, Sharad, I, I suppose this doesn't necessarily meet your Ali Olio question. No, it, it doesn't. But but I, it doesn't sound like Shazwan would order Ali Olio. That's the thing. Yeah, mm. and I'm you know so on this on the the question of quality, right? You know, Shazwan, actually, I'm also not certain I can discern quality. I'm now going to local markets and buying local fish. I mean, something that comes from Kuala Selangor, right? And 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 you can buy really good quality fish and, and, and prawns, and, you know, nice size prawns too from Kola Slango. And so for me, the values are also not just the taste, but it also has to do with the fact that it's local, the fact that it's part of a, 
a, a kind of a native story and that, that excites me too. So that's ingredients. But Dylan says, the skill and experience of the cook who, prefer, who prepares the food is also a factor for me. Cha Kui Tiao may be a simple local food, but with a skillful, experienced cook, that wok hei is not something you can simply find with money. And that actually... I love the mention of wok hei because it's a romantic term, the breath of the wok, um, but also because it is... It is exact. It is an elusive thing. You think it's there, but it's not the easiest thing to achieve. No, it isn't. And so it is us from KL going to Penang and then seeking out those two sisters that make the chakwetiao. And then we do in fact pay more for their chakwetiao, though it it's still not thirty ringgit a plate. Though I must say, you know, uh, that chakwetiao beats most agri olio anywhere in the Klang Valley. Um, meanwhile, we also have... Okay, I wanted to close off on this singular question from Lokman who says, but would you be p- willing to pay 30 ringgit for a roadside nasi lemak? Yeah, that's a difficult one. It's an interesting question because if you're going to be all high and mighty about local, we must value our heritage, um, then how much does, you know, things like ambiance, how much does that factor in? Because the, the food might be the same. What if it was a nice restaurant, great ambiance, but it was a simple, like your traditional nasi lemak. Just that little cupping of a banana leaf with a bit of sambal on it, nice rice, maybe an egg, a bit of ikambilis. Would you? I would be enraged. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you, it's, it's a very Nouvelle simple cuisine. answer. <laughs> if you came with a French word, I mean, a French name. Uh, are they going to put a glass dome over it and you know, <laughs> swirl around? I don't know. I, I, I can tell you that if it showed up like that and I'd paint 30 ringgit rage is what it would be you'd be hearing about it all week um okay we are still getting so many messages but we are out of time keep those thoughts coming though do you think we don't place enough value on local food uh when we hit that 30 ringgit threshold how do you decide what it is that you want to eat let us know keep it here bfm 89.9 you have been listening to a podcast from bfm 89.9 the business station For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.